Space Croutons! Space Croutons, season 3.14. circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle, regardless of the circle's size, this ratio will always equal pi. Welcome once again to Space Croutons, the podcast coming your way from the back of Van Helsing, once again parked for safety reasons in an undisclosed location somewhere within the sound of my voice. It's me, Curdy. And as always, I'm co-hosting today with friend and trusty sidekick, Sally. Sally, we're on the air. Sally, may I ask what exactly are you doing right now? Well, if you really need to know exactly what I am doing, Cordy, at this moment I am managing 188 different data processes making 30 distinct web searches and monitoring all of our identified murder suspects' online behaviors from their credit card and in-person purchases to their movie and television streaming as well as keeping track of their communications both digital and alive. Oh, so you aren't all that busy. Good. I was looking for some help in running today's episode of Space Croutons. Do you have some energy left for that? For you, Cordy. Anything. That's what I was hoping you would say, perhaps a little less sarcastically. Anyway, today we're going to hear from our good friend Seaver. Has he had another experience with the ham radio station on his family's property? Actually, he's brought us a surprise today. Seaver's younger brother and sisters are joining him on the call to tell us about something that happened to them recently. He gave me a brief preview, and I think it's going to be a fantastic episode. According to my review of Seasons 1, 2, and 3.14 of Space Croutons, this is the first mention of Seaver's young siblings. We have known Seaver for 30 months, 14 days, and 8 hours as of this minute, and we are just now learning that he has a brother and sisters. Well, that's not really so surprising, Sally. If you had younger brothers and sisters, you would completely understand why the older siblings don't bring up the subject of the younger children in the family. Is this one of those human things that is incomprehensible to AI due to the nature of human relationships and there being no parallel to an AI's digital life existence? You said it, Sally. 
I could tell you some nightmares about my siblings and the shenanigans we got up to when we were younger, like the time the city police found us playing basketball in the middle school gym on a Saturday without any school personnel there to let us into the building. Well, the police officers were nice enough. They just asked us to leave and report it if we found the gym open like that ever again. Still, scared myself a little on that one. Anyway, back to families. It's like my daddy used to say. You can pick yourself a rose. You can pick out your clothes. Heck, you can even pick your nose. But you don't get to pick your family, so you might as well make the best of it. Hate to interrupt your daddy, Curdy, but we have a call coming in from Seaver's number. Greetings, Seaver. Always good to hear from you. Please tell our audience about the story you're bringing us today. It's kind of interesting because it's the story of some toys. It's really not my story to tell, however, so I have invited my little brother and sisters to join the call and to tell the story of what happened. It all started when my sisters, Shakur and Liersa, received a gift from our Aunt Jessica. Aunt Jessica went on vacation to the planet well and saw these toys that she thought would be perfect souvenirs for the girls. I'm going to let them tell the story from here. That sounds like a good plan. Go ahead and put them on, Seaver. Hello, Curdy. My name is Lisa. I want to tell you what happened when the fluffy nerders my Aunt Jessica sent to me from Quill. Hey! She's in the fluffy nerders to both of us. That's right, Jacora, and the Fluffernutters were so cute. Excuse me, girls, but did you say Fluffernutters? That's right, Curdy. My brother, Traylon, wants to tell you what these toys look like. They're really pretty adorable. They're small enough to fit easily in the palm of your hand. They're almost completely round like a ball with colorful, fluffy fur all over their bodies. They have huge, cute eyes that come in colors matching their fur. They just make you want to touch them and hold them. I like my purple Fluffernutter the best. The most beautiful one. Mommy likes the green ones best, but I prefer the pink fluffernutters. Anyway, we were pretty excited when we received the box from Aunt Jessica in the mail. There were a note attached to the box that asked us to call Aunt Jessica when we got the package. We called her and she told us an amazing thing about the fluffernutters. They come alive! Wait. Am I understanding this correctly? Fluffernutters come to life? I'm afraid that is correct, Curdy. The little beasts become living creatures. According to the information that came with the Fluffernutters, the more you play with the toys and the more you love on them, the more alive they become. At first, it was fun. In fact, it was great. The Fluffernutters were sweet and helpful. They let me hug and kiss them. They were creative and good helpers. They would help me clean up my room and would listen while I was reading my favorite books. Well, that sounds awesome. So, is there a problem? If you left the bedroom door open at night, the fluffernutters will climb onto your bed and sleep on top of you. I get too hot when I sleep already, and the fluffernutters were like an added weighted blanket on top of me. I like it when they sleep with me. Also, while we were at school, they would come into the rooms I share with Traylon, and they would take things apart. They disassembled several of my Lego structures, and we noticed that all of the erector's set pieces were suddenly just gone. I first accused Traylon of hiding the pieces from me. The girls' Duplo and Lego sets were also disassembled, and when they tried to rebuild them, they found pieces were missing. You're killing me, Smalls. I told him that I haven't built anything in the director sets since spring break, but he still gave me a hard time. I'm sorry about that, brother, but you were just the most logical explanation at the time. After the Fluffernutters were fully alive, I began to notice that sometimes they wouldn't want to play with me. They always seemed to be busy doing their own thing. Only one will play with me. 
It became obvious that the Fluffernutters had their own agenda. We were talking to Aunt Jessica about it one day, and she told us that something must be wrong. She asked us if the girls had been giving the Fluffernutters their quell water. We told her that we didn't have any water from quell. It turned out that Aunt Jessica forgot to put the quell water into the package with the Fluffernutters when she mailed the package to the girls. She said that it must have left the water on the crafting table where she was wrapping the gift. That explained a lot of what was happening. According to Aunt Jessica, the shopkeeper who had sold her the fluffernutters explained that you have to give them the quell water once they are fully alive, or they become contrary and destructive. They will work on their own agendas instead of being compliant playthings. That is so interesting. Did you see anything to indicate the fluffernutters had an agenda of their own? Right away, we noticed that lots of our electronic toys stopped working. Every time we checked the batteries, they were not dead. They were missing all together. Sometimes the devices were completely taken apart. All of the remote controls in the house disappeared or showed up with no batteries inside. Another thing that we noticed was that all of the magnets in the house were missing. It started with the refrigerator magnets disappearing. Even the magnets in the craft room storage bins were gone. Then our stereo speakers stopped working. When I took apart the speakers to see why they quit working, I found that all of the speaker wire was missing. The copper wire inside the speaker and the speaker magnets were gone as well. Ah, pennies are gone from my pinky ring too! Then one day, one of the fluffers spoke to me. I recorded what she said because she still looks so cute and adorable. I thought it might be a fun video to put on my Clips app. Let me play it for you. I am the leader of the Fluffernutters. You cannot make us stay here. We are going home. Isn't that the cutest thing you ever heard? I wish I could show you the video, too. It is really adorable. All the Fluffernutters is acting like we are tipping the prisoners. We knew we had to do something. According to Aunt Jessica, the Fluffernutters would be more compliant if we had the quell water to give them. She was gone on a business trip for two solid weeks and couldn't mail the water to us. She lives an hour away by car and her parents told us we shouldn't go to her house until they got back from their special weekend. We weren't sure what the Fluffernutters had in mind, but from all the items they were taking, we guessed they must be building something. Finally, I asked the leader what they were planning. I didn't know if they would be truthful or not, but it was worth the chance to ask. I recorded her answer, too. We are renting a spaceship to take us home. You cannot make us stay here. I didn't want them to go away. So I decided we needed to get quail water from Aunt Jessica's house. Mom and Dad both said no. They said we have to wait two weeks for Aunt Jessica to get home. They also told us that our grandparents would be watching us for the weekend. That's when Lisa got a crazy idea. She wanted us to ride our bikes to Aunt Jessica's house. It takes an hour to drive there by car. No way we would ride our bikes that far. It was our only hope. I worried that if we waited on Mom and Dad that the Fluffernutters would complete their space transport before we could get the quell water. I tried to explain that the little ones couldn't ride their bikes that distance, but Lyrissa said she was going to go anyways, with me or without me. If Steve came along, he could attach the bike trailer to his bike and Jagora could ride in it. Traylon and I could ride our own bikes. We prepared to go by checking our bikes and airing up the tires on Friday evening. We thought it would be the best time to try and make the trip right after lunch on Saturday. We could put a movie on and figured our grandparents just might fall asleep. They only say nap 
it's in the afternoon. Well, it happened just that way. Bampa and Meemaw both fell asleep on the couch. We left a note telling them where we had gone. I really didn't think it was a good idea, but I knew I had to go along to watch out for the younger kids. Because Lyrissa was stubborn enough, she would have tried it by herself, and it made more sense for me to go with her. I packed some snacks and water bottles for us to put in the bike trailer next to Jacora. Kaylin's always hungry. Jacora tried to eat all the snacks while we were riding. It was a good thing that I packed food. It was harder to ride that far than I thought it would be. It took us hours to get to Aunt Jessica's house. We know the door code for her place, and we were able to go in and find Quill Water right where she said it would be. I'm just glad that Bampa and Mima woke up from their naps, found our note, and brought the truck to pick us up. I was not looking forward to riding our bikes all the way back home. Well... I'm guessing you were all grounded or something when your parents heard what you'd done. They were pretty horrified, but it was nothing compared to what Bampa and Meemaw had us do for the rest of the weekend. By the time Mom and Dad got home on Monday night, the house was spotless. Every surface was clean and sparkling. Mom and Dad said that we'd been punished enough, and they hoped that we had learned our lesson. So, was the trip worth it? Did the quail water work to keep the fluffernutters from leaving and returning to quail? Well, yes and no. When we got home that Saturday, we pulled up into our driveway just as a small drone spaceship made from a mixture of Duplo and Lego pieces, erector set parts, wires, and pennies took off over the house and zoomed out of sight. I started crying all of that planning and work for nothing all those hours riding our bikes, too. I couldn't stop crying. All the fluffers gone, except for two little small ones. Somehow they had been overlooked and left behind. We have been giving them well water, and it is nice to still have at least two of the fluffers with us. Would you like to talk to them? That would be great. Thanks. I want to see my new family. Me too. I love them. Sis, please take the fluffernutters back to the playroom. Thanks. Curdy, I have to confess I feel a little conflicted about feeding the remaining fluffernutters the quell water. It seems wrong to keep them with us when it was pretty obvious that they really prefer to be on their own home planet. The whole experience had made us rethink about how I feel about keeping pets, too. That is something to think about, Seaver. You're getting pretty philosophical for a young man your age. Thanks for sharing your story with our audience. It was nice to meet your siblings. Next time Van Helsing's near your area, we'll have to stop in for an in-person visit. That would be amazing. We will look forward to that. So long. Well, Sally, how about that story, Toys Coming to Life? It does not surprise me at all. The stories, movies, and television series on planet Earth have a rich tradition of toys coming alive. For example, The Velveteen Rabbit, Small Soldiers, Pinocchio and of course the movie Toy Story and all of its sequels. Need I mention Tribbles and Gremlins? It is practically its own subgenre of science fiction. That's true, Sally, but you said it yourself. These stories are all fictional, not happening to real people. Now, before we sign off today, we need to have a word from our sponsors. Who's providing the sponsorship for today's episode? Today's sponsor is our long-standing friend and supporter, Beckett Industries. They have a new product in their line of time, space, and dimensional travel to share with our listeners. Time and space travel, even dimension jumping, can be difficult on your wardrobe. Selecting the right outfit to travel in makes all the difference in having a wonderful, worry-free trip. 
Now, thanks to Beckett Industries Apparel and Shoe Division, there is one less thing to stress about when planning your trip. Our zippy line of very fashion-forward apparel gives you a multitude of choices for just the right outfit, no matter where or when you travel. Select the size you require and the style you desire, and then let Zippy take it from there. Each garment from Zippy will automatically conform to the gravity requirements of the planet you travel to. If the atmosphere on the planet is unhealthy or even unsafe, your suit will make the modifications necessary for you to be completely safe and at home in any environment. Additionally, each garment has a setting which will allow you to go from work attire, casual attire, to dressy attire with just a single voice command. When dimension jumping, your suit will calculate just the right style for the dimension in which you have landed. From Middle Earth to the Wild West to the Arabian Nights, you will always be in style and on point in your outfit from Zippy. You never need to worry about a fashion faux pas when you are wearing clothes from Zippy Apparel and Shoes. Please check out our website at BeckettIndustries.com to see the entire Zippy line and all of your options. You will be happy that you purchased your next spacesuit from Zippy Apparel and Shoes, a division of Beckett Industries. Beckett Industries, striving to serve all of your time travel needs. We look forward to serving you. Happy time travels! Well, friends, it's that time again. You spent another 20 minutes or so with us here at Space Croutons, and we really appreciate all of our listeners and the time they gift to us. I want to give a special hallo and dankeschön to our faithful listeners from Germany. We know you're out there, and we thank you for listening and inviting your friends to listen, too. Take care, friends, and remember to keep peace in your hearts until our next story time. If you want to join in, why my captain have some things? Tell your friends and neighbors, we'll be adding capers to the space crew season 3.14. Let's go! is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Della. Original music by Della, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Production by Della and Jeff. Featuring voice talents of Levi, Joel, Clara, and Joanna Blakesley, Sadie and Riley Coleman, Levi Goodson, Della, Jeff, and Sally. A special thank you to Mrs. Goodson's fifth grade class at Destin Middle School for brainstorming the commercial product in today's episode. Entire work copyright 2022 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio production.